Hello and welcome to another podcast from BrettFairTrainingCommunity.com with me, your host, Martin. Excited today because I'm going to talk about discipline. And um, a member messaged me this week and he said, Martin, what defines good discipline? How do you know that you've mastered discipline in trading? And I thought about this and I think the thing that really kind of becomes obvious to me in my own experience and I can only really talk from my own experience in this as someone who was a very indisciplined trader I don't even know if the word trader would apply because I was so indisciplined I think I was just if anything I was just a mug punter Um, and then getting to that moment of discipline where I feel like I have controlled or mastered the discipline in my trading And I think for me, the light bulb moment was when numbers on a sheet were purely that. You know, I can look at my spreadsheets and instead of getting, you know, really overjoyed when they make 10 points profit or really, really sad when they lose 10 points, I I actually can start looking at a spreadsheet realistically and going, okay, so it's done well here, it hasn't done well here. Maybe it needs correcting here, or maybe I need to, I can carry on with it because it's doing well here. It's almost like you need to have this kind of zen-like moment where you can go, okay, I understand that the statistics of everything, you know, the statistics of profit and loss, the statistics of strategies, the statistics of selections, they are all just numbers on a page, and all we're really doing ourselves is applying meaning now a lot of people apply the meaning in the wrong way they apply the meaning in a either a really really positive way or really really negative way whereas the truth let's be honest is more in between i'll try and explain what i mean by getting you to think about something like let's say you work for a company and you do the data input for them when you fill in that spreadsheet you're unlikely to be living and dying by the results in that spreadsheet so when you fill it in you just fill it in then if you're analyzing the data you'll look at the data and you'll suggest maybe to the company oh here's here's where there's some issues here's things that could be improved on here's something you might be able to do to make more money This is the exact same approach we should be having with our trading, with our results and our spreadsheets. Rather than taking the weight of the world on our shoulders with them and going, oh no, you know, this lost X, Y, and Z, or this would have lost X, Y, and Z. You take a much more reasoned, much more realistic, and just a better approach to it. And the thing is, when you actually step away, so let's say you stepped away from trading and you didn't place any real money, trades or bets for a month, then you went and looked at your sheets. How would you view them differently? Because what I've tended to find and what a lot of people I've tutored have found is that they then look at the spreadsheet in a different light. They might look at it and say, okay, now I can see that I could have done this or I should have done this. I could have tweaked this. I could have adopted this. There's not, it takes away that kind of initial reaction. 
And I think sometimes we, when we're too invested in something psychologically, we have these instant reactions that aren't necessarily how we're going to feel a month down the line, but they're what manifest in the moment. And that's fine, but the problem is if we act on these actions, I, th I feel like that's where indiscipline comes from. Because let's say you were using you know, a normal staking plan, let's say you were just trading with 2% of your bankroll on a trade and it went wrong. If you got annoyed and I said to you, stop, have a week off because you're, dis you're getting annoyed, have a, have a week off. If you came back a week later, how would you feel differently to how you feel in that moment? I think that most people would feel less annoyed they'd probably just get back to using the same stake again and carry on if they believe in their strategy. The problem is when people react in the moment, a lot of the time, they're desperate to claw that money straight back. They can't accept. See, there has to be a level of acceptance in trading. You have to accept a couple of things, right? The first thing you have to accept is you are going to have losing days. No matter how good a trader you are, you're going to have losing days. It's the same on any stock market. Look at the stocks you've invested in if you invest in stocks. You will have losing days. I invest in long-term stocks. I have losing days all the time. My stocks are still well up overall. Reason being, I'm not sitting there reacting to every little price move and getting upset and making a bad decision. Maybe pulling the money out when I shouldn't have or shoving loads of money onto a random stock to try and chase my losses which a lot of people do with trading, unfortunately. And I really do feel like a lot of this just comes from us reacting in the moment rather than taking a step back. See, the thing is, I think that patience is key. And I think that a lot of people suffer from a lack of patience. You know, when someone says to me, well, I don't want to paper trade my strategies, which means you don't put any money on them. Uh, until you've proven that they're worth putting money on. And people say to me, oh, I don't want to do that because you know, I want to have money on in case I miss an opportunity. That to me is just a lack of patience because if your strategy is an opportunity, it doesn't actually matter when you start following it. I mean, think about that. If I've, let's say, I'll try and put this in ways everyone should be able to understand. If I had a stock on the stock market and I said, this stock is going to continually rise every single year for the next 50 years. It wouldn't actually matter when you invested. You'd still make a good return. And that's the same with Betfair Trading. If you've got a good strategy, it doesn't actually matter if you start going live with money now or three months down the line. The reality is you'll still make money because it's a good strategy. And that's the key thing to hold on to. It's actually far more valuable to have a strategy that earns money over the long term than it is to just kind of be punting on random things that you haven't tested, just in the hope that one of them will do really well for a little while. I mean, I say a little while because you don't actually have any idea, even if it does well for a little while, whether it's actually any good because you haven't tested it thoroughly enough. So I feel like to really feel like you've achieved discipline is to be able to look at your sheet and just go through it and go, okay, oh, that was nice. I had a nice run there of 10 wins, but not getting carried away. I mean, this is how I look at it, right? 
If I get some nice wins, I'm like, okay, had a nice run of 10 there. Or if I have a run of 10 losers, I'm like, okay, that's a little bit annoying. Had had a run of 10 losers, but it's okay. I trust the process. I've done the research and invariably these things do come back round again and, and get back into profit. So I think that's a really good way to look at discipline. Okay. Now you might be sitting there thinking, oh, that sounds lovely, Martin, but how the hell do I get there? You know, I'm so far from there. Well, I was similar, so I feel I can help you. The first thing I'd say is I've noticed that most discipline issues come from poor staking plans. Okay, now I've talked a lot about staking plans in the podcast. I've written articles on it. You can view my article, just Google bankroll and bet staking, Betfair trading community, and it will come up straight up. And you can read that article, and it's just as relevant today as it ever has been and always will be. Okay. It gives you some great, great staking advice. The worry is that most people actually use too high stakes to start with. They don't test their strategy either. So that's kind of two really bad discipline things straight away is your overstaking, which is like a really well-known kind of bad discipline term. And you're also not researching and doing your due diligence before you put money on a strategy. Again, another very bad discipline term. And I'd imagine there's a lot of people listening to this who do this. So... That's two little things straight away. Before before anyone's even done much trading, there are huge discipline problems. If you iron those out, your trading will improve. And, it's, and it can be, honestly, it can be that simple. Um, but yeah, so that's something you can just turn around. Just go, right, I am going to use sensible staking. And stick to it, right? Stick to it because... You know, I'll relate it to something else, right? Diet. I have to be careful with the things I eat. So I get Roz to, to help me be strict with it. But I stick to this stuff because I go, right, I need to stick to it. I need to find a way to stick to it. Now, what way can you make sure that you stick to your sensible staking plan on Betfair Trading Community? Keeping spreadsheets helps. See, a lot of people think, well, spreadsheets, do I actually need them? I'll just I'll just look at my profit and loss, who cares? Well, the thing is, what a spreadsheet does really well is it helps you keep accountable. It helps you keep accountable to your trades. It also helps you want to carry along with it. You know, if I'm recording data on a spreadsheet, I don't want to suddenly up my stakes and ruin the data that I've already recorded because, well, I was using totally different stakes, so the profit level etc doesn't really work out now and even if you kind of work a way around that it doesn't feel right because you know if you up stakes and suddenly have a losing run you think oh i've lost money but then actually if you look at the spreadsheet had you stuck to normal stakes you'd still be in profit probably the only reason you're down is because you overstaked so keeping spreadsheets having a daily ritual having a daily plan you know, my plan is I get up in the morning and personally, I'm straight to work, you know, and I, I actually get quite a lot of my work done in the morning. I like that. gives me more freedom and flexibility in the afternoons and evenings. But also, I feel like it's just a good discipline to have because 
why would I want all the work I could be doing hanging over my head all day when I could just get it done early? Now, you might have a totally different ritual. You might have a totally different way of thinking about that. That's absolutely fine. But find out what your ritual is. You know, before I was a professional trader, when I was at university, what I used to do was get up early, do my research in the morning, then go to uni, do, do X, Y, and Z, come back home, maybe do a little bit more research, look at the trading, and do some trading. Okay, that was my ritual. That's changed over the years. Circumstances changed, that's fine. Find your ritual, have your daily plan, your routine that you use for trading. Again, this really helps with discipline. Routines are actually a really good thing. I, some people really hate the idea of routines. Um, I talked a bit about diet and food. Well, I think a lot of people suffer, including myself, when they leave their family environment because suddenly it's down to them and they don't stick to their routines that they had and things like that. Your body clock, your digestion, everything gets a bit out of sync and you suddenly start feeling sluggish and unwell all the time. Well, this can be a similar thing with anything you're doing. I mean, you know, especially when you're looking at something like financial investments, which is what trading is, you want to be of clear mind. You want to have your circadian rhythm, your daily rhythm in the right place. And we all have different rituals. You know, I remember doing interviews with John and, and Keith and Ryan and, and lots of other traders. And one of the questions I asked was, you know, how do you prepare for your trading? What do you do? What's your daily routine? And, you know, there'd have be different things. Like I remember Ryan's was all about coffee. You know, had to get that coffee in him early. And so we all have very different daily rituals. And I think it's it's really good to establish that and work out what it is. The other thing I like doing is I like, I mean, you can probably tell I'm, I'm into my Excel spreadsheets and lists anyway. I like listing out my daily tasks. So I don't do this daily, but I'll have something next to me on the wall in my office and it'll say, right, this is what you need to do every day without fail. These are the tasks that you do like once a week or whatever. Um, and that really helps me because I can't miss things. See, do you want to be sitting there in your brain having to remember what you need to do every day for trading? Because I don't. Because even if I remember it all, great. But it's patchy. It's all over the place. And I'm not making the most use of my time. And it doesn't help with discipline. This is the biggest thing, I think. It's See, preparation, good preparation can be a big part of discipline, can really help you improve um, with your trading and your discipline. And I mean, I know we harp on about discipline a lot at Betfair Trading Community, but there's a reason. It's so important and so many traders fail at it that I just feel like if you can just turn it around. Because I know from my own experience, if you can just turn it around, it will help you make a lot more money. It will help you become a successful trader long term. And, you know, it's something you should strive for. And I'm not sure that everyone does. And I feel like you really need to. Um, so the other thing and kind of the, the final thing I'll leave you with today is when you do start feeling yourself getting indisciplined or when you do feel like you've had enough that day or you're just pissed off that a trade's lost. Get away from Betfair. Get away from your PC. Go and do something else. Now, I know we mention this a lot, but I almost feel like some people need to kick up the backside on this one. 
There's a lot to do in life, right? Seriously. In fact, there's so many, there's almost too many things to do in life that you could do, okay? So there's absolutely no excuse for sitting there, still trading, making silly decisions with money when you're in the wrong headspace, yeah? You know, you can go and watch TV. How easy is that, by the way, to just go and watch TV? Everyone can do that. It doesn't really cost you any money. Pretty much everyone has some kind of streaming service, and even if you don't, you can just watch things like iPlayer, and you know anyone I've met who doesn't have iPlayer and a TV license, they all seem to find a way to watch something. So there's always something you can do there. Computer games are another great one I find. Um, spend time with your family. You know the joys you can get from friends and family, just seeing them hanging out. Uh, you know, just having fun when you don't ex really expect to can really take your mind off it. Go and do something. You know, it doesn't have to cost you any money. Go and do a walk. But if you do want to go and spend money, I remember once when I was really, really pissed off, Russ said, let's go out. And we went to Blackpool Pleasure Beach for the day. And I'd never done that before. <laughs> and I had a really good day because all I did was took my mind off something that was really, really winding me up. So when you do feel yourself start to get in discipline, you must get away from Betfair. And I'm serious about that, okay? No more, you know, kind of softly talking about that. That is a serious thing. You need to get off Betfair that day. And people sometimes say to me, well, Martin, why do you, why do you go on about discipline? Why do you go on about this? Why, you know, why does it bother you that much whether people sort themselves out? The thing is, it's an empathetic thing because me and Ryan and Adam, you know, it breaks our heart when people lose money because there's really no reason to anymore. You know, when you look at the foundational principles and the cornerstones that we've set out as part of our tutoring, as part of our teaching, there's no need for people to be losing money. There's certainly no need for anyone to be losing discipline or being in discipline when there's so many kind of support structures around at BetfairTradingCommunity.com. I mean, I get it. If you're not on BetfairTradingCommunity.com, you're not going to have all that. And I, and I get why, you know, that you've almost got an excuse to lose money and be ill-disciplined because you really are fighting such a tough battle compared to people who are on BetfairTradingCommunity.com. But it breaks my heart every time, especially when a member, if a member loses money and they say, well, and I, and I always ask the question, you know, well, what happened? And invariably, 90% of the time, it's, I was indisciplined, I overstaked, I chased losses, and I lost my money. And that's heartbreaking, because we see a lot of good quality traders go by the wayside because of this. And it seems a shame to just let clear talent disappear like that, because of the fact we just could not stay disciplined and listen to the advice we're given. All right, guys, I hope this podcast helped you and I'll be back with another one soon.